so today we are moving on in our series in Mark. Now, what I what I love about Mark so far is that we we just see it's so jam packed, full of stuff. The book, uh, the Gospel of Mark. If you're listening online or you're with us today on Zoom and you don't know, Mark's in the New Testament. It's one of the Gospels, and it just tells the story of Jesus. But what's really interesting about Mark is how short it is. Now, you probably, if you've listened to any of my preachers before, sometimes I've mentioned I'm dyslexic, so reading doesn't come easy. So one of the reasons why I love Mark is that it's easy for me to read, um, which is a great positive for me. But also, I don't, do you love action films? Do you love uh, dramas on TV that are really fast paced? That's the sort of thing I love to watch. Uh, my favourite film is Jurassic Park. And for me, it moves from scene to scene to scene. Someone gets eaten by a dinosaur. Someone kills a dinosaur. So, um, someone gets eaten on a toilet by a dinosaur. There's always something going on. And I love that film. And it feels like Mark's like that. Obviously, there's no dinosaurs in the book of Mark. But it's amazing because it's just story after story after story of the story of God's amazing power and who Jesus is, the fact he is God. So that's a little intro into Mark. Um a little bit more about the Gospel of Mark. Uh, we see one of the things, another thing I love about the Gospel of Mark is that we see again and again that it's a story about how Jesus goes beyond boundaries, goes beyond like human limitations, might be another way of saying it, and sees beyond is another way of looking at it. For example, when he calls the disciples, we see Jesus goes beyond class. He doesn't say, oh, you're not good enough because you're not in a good enough class in society. No, he goes beyond the boundaries of class and he chooses various different people. We see in another story, he's beyond, beyond demonic power. So that means the power of the devil. And he casts out demons and he's beyond the power of that. His power and authority is above demons and the devil. We see he's beyond nature, uh, the limitations of nature, because he walks on water. He just goes, you know what? I don't know about you. Have you ever walked on water? I know I haven't. He goes beyond the limitations of walking of nature by walking on water. We see he goes, he's above and beyond human authority where people come to him and ask him questions and they're trying to catch him out. And he says, no, no, this is how God really says it. And he is above human authority because God's authority is above our authority. He's above race. We see, we see that he doesn't look at people and define them by race. He looks and loves people of all races. There's so many stories in Mark where people from different cultures, in fact, we're going to look at some of that today as well. And finally, we see, and we're going to, this is one of the things we're focusing on today. He's beyond and above the power of sickness. Whereas we as humans might look at a situation and go, oh, someone's unwell. What can we do? Jesus looks at a situation. He has all power and authority and he heals. Now, that's a little intro of Mark so far. So what are we talking on today? Well, today we're looking on the one who has the power to heal. So when I got this, I read the story and the story is about someone who's deaf and mute. OK, so that means someone who can't hear and can't speak. Now, I laugh when I got this story because Lay, who's my wife, she's always always laughing at me and, and encouraging me at the same time because I'm actually think I've got a problem with my ears. So I'm currently on a waiting list to get an ear referral because I'm going slightly deaf. And so when I got it, I laughed. I was like, God, you've got a sense of humor, haven't you? I'm, I've got, I'm waiting for a, an appointment with a, someone to look at my ears and I've been praying for healing um, and I haven't been healed yet of my, my um, deafness that's coming. But so I thought that's a great story. Looking forward to it, had a laugh then delved into the story and realized, wow, how amazing is this passage? There's so much stuff in here. Um, and what we're going to do is that we're going to see that by now, Jesus has a, a busy couple of chapters, if you look at it in Mark, or a busy few days. 
For example, a few days ago in this story, little one of the story, I said he fed the 5,000. Then he tells the disciples to go to the other side of the lake. And he, then Jesus walks on water. I mentioned about it. Then he heals some sick. Then he corrects and teaches the Pharisees and other people. Then he explains some more important truths. Then he, ta- then he goes to Tyre and Sidon and it takes a really weird route to get there. Then he talks to some more people and heals some more people. Then he, by now I'd be pretty tired. And then he comes back. Okay. He comes back. Does As I said, he takes a weird journey back and he crosses over the Sea of Galilee. And then we hit with this story. And the story we're going to hear, someone called Josh is going to read it to us. So over to you, Josh. This is Mark 7, 31 to 37. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spat and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to the heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephapha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Brilliant. Thank you, Josh, for reading that. It's great. Uh, Even some tricky words in there. Uh, So well done on those. So essentially, we heard the story is that um, said Jesus crosses over the the Sea of Galilee and he's brought this man by a crowd who is this man is deaf and can't speak. And he pulls into one side, heals him. And then the story continues, which is amazing. So we're going to look at two things today. The power of God to heal is number one. And secondly, why is that story in, in, the, in the Gospel of Mark, in such a short gospel? Why is it there? They're the two things we're going to look at. So let's start with the power to heal. Well, the first thing we need to realise is that when we look at this story, Jesus is God so, and uh, God does the healing. The overall point is to say God does the healing. It's not us. And we're going to get to that. But how does he do it? Well, God has ultimate power. And we spoke about this before as I gave a little intro. God, God, we've seen in the Gospel of Mark that God has power over everything. And he, it's just incredible the fact that he's brought this person who's deaf and he just takes into one side and goes, be opened. And the man is like instantly healed. I, I, it, he, um, he does some cool things as well um, where he might, he puts his fingers in the ears and spits on his hand, puts on his tongue. And it's all a bit, bit weird. We might think that's a bit weird. But he, this man, when the moment Jesus speaks, be opened, this man is instantly healed. And it's incredible. And we see in other parts of uh, the Gospel of Mark and throughout the Bible, when uh, in Gospels, Jesus has brought people of all different types of uh, illnesses and things like that. And it says in the the Bible, God heals all types. Jesus healed all types. And we can see that there is no limit to his power and his authority. And it's pretty cool because when we look around us today, I don't know about you, but I see sickness around all the time. I don't know, um, a few few couple of weeks ago, I didn't have COVID, but I had a cough and I was like, oh, I'm sick. I don't know about you, walk down and you can hear people coughing. COVID's all around us. We pray and we pray for God to move in this COVID situation. I, we, I believe he is moving and I believe 
through the uh, test, he's already prayed for the vaccine today. That's one of the ways God is moving and it's really exciting. But we can pray for the individual as well. So when we look at this, God is, has unlimited power. Now, this week, myself and my wife have been doing the Bible in one year. We've started a little bit late because it's uh, already end of February, but it's OK. So God has grace and it's OK. So we've started it. And we were reading the story about Abraham and Sarah. And if Sarah wants a child and God's promised the child and Sarah kind of laughs and goes, really, are you sure I'm really old? Like, uh, I'm not sure I can do it. And then God put in Genesis 18, God says this, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And when we come to the topic of healing, we need to grab onto a verse like that and go, my brain might think that this illness cannot be healed. But is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything at all that is more that is bigger than the power of God? No, I shared at the beginning in the way of gospel of Mark is shown again and again, God's power and authority. So we look at the situation and go, do you know what? To me, that seemed pretty impossible. In fact, if it's just down to me, it is impossible. But when I look at the situation, I can go, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And, then, and when we're looking at this topic of healing, that's the mindset we have to come to it. Going, We're standing before God where nothing is too hard for him. Absolutely nothing at all. He has all power and authority. And when we look at the person of Jesus in this story, it's just showing his, the fact that Jesus is God. He does it. It's showing the divinity and that, of Jesus. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Now, another thing we can learn about, about God in this story and his ultimate power and who he is, is the fact that he shows such love and compassion. I don't know about you, it'd be, it'd be a bit weird if I had a God who was, could, was capable of healing, but then showed me no love and no compassion was kind of going, all right, I can do it, but no, I'm not even going to engage with you. I'm not actually going to love you or anything like that. But we look on this story, and as I said, the journey so far, he's done all these different things from place to place to place, done a miracle after miracle. As I said, if I had done that, I'd be going, can I get some food, please? Can I, can I have a lie down? Can I, where's the nearest McDonald's or something like that, or KFC? Like, I just want a bit of, bit of me time. I need time to relax. I need, after, after such a busy, busy journey. But we can read into this story that this crowd bring this person to him who's, who's deaf and mute. And Jesus looks at him and you, you can just imagine, because we see in other stories, the compassion and love he has for this man. And what does he do? Well, he demonstrates the love and compassion again. He draws the man to one side. I don't know if you noticed that in the passage. To me, when I read that, it kind of stuck out. Oh, why didn't he just do it in front of everyone? Well, I think there's a few reasons, but one of the reasons is that he draws the man to one side because he doesn't want to make a spectacle of him. He doesn't want to make it like this big demonstration of how great I am. He's showing love and compassion to this man who's, who's had this, this deafness and this muteness. And he draws him to one side and shows him love and compassion, spends time with him, prays, and a man is healed. How amazing is that love and compassion in this situation? How beautiful is that? How beautiful of a God that has all power and authority, yet draws this man to one side to heal him. What a great God he is. What a great father he is. That he has all power and authority, but he loves me so much that he draws me to one side to spend personal time with me. And to heal. Now, what is great is that this story isn't just a story in the Bible. 
um, we God doesn't the word of God doesn't suddenly go okay this happened in the Bible and there's no more healings today now we can we have testimonies all the time um, we it's great to share them and one of the things that, one of the stories that we have is by a lady called Sam in our in our church and I'm going to quickly share her story I'm not going to do it total justice if I'm honest because it was incredible but um, you will be hearing about this story um, if you're following our our posts I believe it's going up on one of our posts uh, for Easter so keep your eyes peeled but if you don't know about that check our Instagram uh, KCC Hatfield a little plug there for you guys so there was a um, uh, Sam is a lady in our church and she came uh, to tell, to tell us this testimony she went for a scan and um, effectively they they found like a lump um, on a on like chest area and then she uh, went away and asked the church to pray and asked other people to pray and we we prayed as a church and asked she asked her friends to pray was pray people were praying and praying and then she went for another scan and uh, the way she describes it it was basically like the doctor effectively goes right you can see this scan and there's a lump there and you can see this scan and there's nothing there at all and it was basically like, I don't understand how that happens and that is incredible that's God's healing power today so when you're listening to this story and thinking you know what that's great because that's in the Bible, but how does that really happen today? Yes, it does. God's power has not changed from the time of the Bible. God's love and compassion has not changed from the time of the Bible. It's exactly the same today. And that's what we're, that's the God we're talking to. And that's the God that is in this story is that he is a, a God of love and compassion and ultimate power that heals today. And we've got stories. And if you're listening to this online, if you want to hear more, just engage with us as a church. Ask us. We've got other stories we'd love to share with you about how amazing God is and his healing power. Now, you rightly might be in your head asking the question, well, I've been praying for years. And I said that about my ears. I've been praying for some time about my ears. And like, why has he not healed me? Does that mean he doesn't love me? Does that mean he's not got the power? I want to directly say to you, no, that is not true. Uh, I know sometimes in this in our culture uh, in today, the answer no isn't seen as like an acceptable answer. You have to appease people. And some of that is definitely right. But in this answer, I'm going to scream no at you. It does not mean God does not love you. It does not mean that he doesn't have the power. He loves you and has the power. But sometimes we just have to trust God. We just have to trust in his faithfulness. Now, this is quite a difficult story for me. A few years ago, my granddad was very unwell. And he um, we prayed for him and we prayed for him and he actually died. And I had this and it was a moment where I was like, God, I've prayed to you and you haven't healed him. What's going on? And essentially, the answer is I have to trust that God has the perfect plan and he knows more than me. And it's so true. He does know so much more than me. He, he has all power, all authority. He knows everything. And I trust him and I trust that his love did not change my granddad. I know that is true. When I look at the Bible, there is so much, so many times where he just talks about love, his love for us again. And, he, and what greater way of love to be shown than the fact he sent his son to die on a cross for us. So we've already heard this morning. The fact that he sent his son who died and rose again in glory and in victory. But he said that's how much he loves us. So we can look at this story. and We can see our role. I don't know if you notice as well, but the crowd brought this man to Jesus. So our role is that we we bring and we ask. We bring someone to Jesus and we ask. We bring our own illnesses to Jesus and we ask. And what was different about this is that they knew who they were talking to. 
And we didn't get on later on about who they actually are. But the crowd brought this man to Jesus. And we, I don't know about you, I said that he did some weird things where he put, some, put his fingers in his ears and then spat on his hand and touched it, uh, uh, touched the man's tongue. Now, at the time, that wasn't actually too uncommon to do that. But the difference here is not is not the actions, but the person who's doing it. It's the person of Jesus. It's the person who is God. When, when I don't know about you, but a human man could do that, go and, or out on the person in front of them and then spit and touch their tongue and, and nothing's going to happen. But when God does it, it's not that, it's not the actions are different. It's the person who's doing it that's different. It's the fact that that person is God, that Jesus is God and God is the one who heals. So what's our role? Be faithful and bring the person to Jesus, bring the person to God. And we need to know who we're talking to. So I know I've rushed through that because we're, we're on Zoom and I want to keep it quick. Um, but what we're going to, but what I want to want you to do is that all that combined to so God's ultimate power, we stand in awe of him. And our role is to bring people to Jesus. So we are, yeah, we literally live with two reactions and we should have these two. You might have other ones, which is great. But our two reactions should be that we should stand and praise God and stand in awe of him and be like, wow, you are so powerful. And yet you are so loving and you are so personal. That's our first reaction. Our second reaction is to be ready to bring the sick to Jesus or bring ourselves and ask for healing when we're unwell. Um, why is this story in here? Well, I believe that the story of Mark, a uh, story in Mark of this, uh, of this amazing healing is there because Mark's trying to tell us a bigger picture. Mark does this a lot in his Gospels, in his Gospel, in his stories, in his Gospel. He loves to, to give a story, but then there's a, a, a bigger picture going on. And actually, I believe today's bigger picture is a, a picture of transformation. Now, I don't know about you, but in the first lockdown, um, I there was obviously lots going on and we were praying for big transformations, but I had a transformation as well. OK, so at the end of the lockdown. So here I'm going to share a screen with you. Should check. I hope you can all see it on your screen. So this is my transformation at the end of lockdown. This is what I look like. OK, I have not had a haircut for months. My beard was all over the place. In fact, I'm not getting far away from it now in the second lockdown. And this is what I look like. Now, this was after my haircut, and I think I look like virtually, you can tell it's me, but virtually a different person. And that's what the transformation, I'm going to stop sharing that because it's a little bit embarrassing for me just staring at my face. Um, that's what Mark's putting on us today, the, the amazing transformation that's taking place. And I'm going to put to you here, there's three transformations that are taking place. Number one, it's the transformation of the people. Number two, that's people, the crowd. Number two it's the transformation of the listeners uh, and the readers. And number three is the transformation of the believers. OK, so got it in this gospel we're trying to put it across three transformations. So let's start really quickly with the transformation of the people. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the people, the crowd who bring uh, the, the deaf and the mute man to Jesus, we've kind of encountered them people before. And last time we encountered him, Jesus performed a miracle. And they were like, go away. We don't want you. We don't, who are you? Go away. And that's the story that was happened before in Mark. Um, and so what we see now is a, a total flip on that. They bring a man to, to Jesus. Now, what's happened here is that they've started to understand who Jesus is. They're hearing more of how loving and kind he is. They're seeing more of his power and understanding. They bring this man to him. 
Jesus performs this miracle and they they say this uh, uh, amazing line. It's in verse 37. It says, and they were astonished beyond measure, saying he has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Can we see the amazing transformation there that before they said, go away, we don't want you. And now they're saying, oh, wow, he does all things well. There's a total shift there in their response to Jesus, which is incredible. Absolutely amazing. So Mark is telling us there that God transforms people. The knowledge of God and the power of God and the belief in God transforms people. The second is the listeners. um, And we're moving quickly on. So, uh, as I said, Mark points towards a bigger picture. And actually, in this in this story, they use a particular word uh, for muteness that's only mentioned one place in the rest of the Bible. And that's in Isaiah. Now, it's an amazing thing because uh, it's it's like God is screaming. Look, look at that passage. And when I was praying about this story, I felt God say "There's, there's more. There's more. Look into it. There's more. Why is it here? And it leads you to a passage in Isaiah 35, the only other place this word is used. And Isaiah 35 is a passage about the Messiah, the passage about kingdom, God's kingdom, and the transformations that take place. It says this, Isaiah 35, verse three to six, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble needs. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your Lord God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For the waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. There's a purpose to why Mark uses that word and why Jesus, why Jesus um, is including why Jesus did this is because he's, he's saying, I am the Messiah. I am the Messiah. And in my kingdom, in my kingdom, the deaf will hear. And those who are mute will speak and they'll sing praises to me. That's why it's in here. Because the deaf will hear God and the mute will sing praises to God. That's why it's in here. That's why Mark includes it in his short gospel, because there's so much power in it. It points to Jesus. It points to the Messiah who will come and save. And if you carry on reading Mark's gospel, or if you don't know the story, and we're going to talk about it quickly, Jesus dies on a cross to redeem his people, to save his people. He takes their sin, he takes everything they've done wrong and declares it is finished. It's finished. And he dies and he's put in a tomb and he's raised again in glory and he's alive, which is something we celebrate. We're going to celebrate at the end. And that's just incredible. And he's saying, in my kingdom, I will save you. I will heal you of the ultimate sickness of death and separation from God. That's why it's in this gospel. I don't know about you, but that blows me away. That is so clear that Mark included it to lead us to that passage in Isaiah. I don't know about you, but I want to be like that, that kingdom. 
that kingdom where if I was lame and I'm, I, the kingdom of God goes from being lame to not being able to walk to leaping for joy like a deer. I can barely jump, but I can. I want to leap like for joy like the deer because of how great God is. I want to speak with my tongue praises and joy of how great God is. I want to hear from God because I want to have and I do have the relationship with God where I can hear him. I, it just blows you. I want to. I want to be. I want to go from blindness to being able to see. See how great God is. And so, for the listeners, the transformation takes place. They go for. They can hear it and they go. Wow, this is pointing about the Messiah. Wow, this is pointing about the kingdom. How amazing! And for the believers, I said it's a third transformation. We're coming flying into the end right now. Is that? They, we, for us as believers, we are part of that kingdom. If you're not a believer, as I, I told you the gospel there about how great Jesus is and that he died for our sins. And he simply says, come to me, believe in me, say sorry, turn away from your ways and follow me and declare me as king. But for us who believers, our transformation has already taken place. There's a word that Josh pronounced really well in that passage. I, he'll probably do a better job than me. Ephrata, okay, be opened. And God showed, showed me a picture is that before God, we were the closed. Jesus comes, we believe in him. We become the Ephrata of God. We become open. We are transformed through the power of the cross. The healing, of, the healing from death and separation has taken place. We go transformed from death to life from close to God to open to God, from sinners to saints, from unapproachable, from being unapproachable to God to being approachable of God. Remember the ripple of the curtain, we can approach God from deafness to hearing, from muteness to speaking freely, from eternity of pain and sickness and death and separation to eternity of no pain, no sickness, no tear, no tear in my eye, just joy and worship of God. So for us today, my challenge is know that God heals and he has ultimate power. Know that he loves you and he's personal with you. And know know through Jesus' death and resurrection and our belief in him, we have been healed from the ultimate, ultimate sickness of death and separation from the Father. And know that we have been transformed and actually we'll transform daily, but we'll spend eternity with the King of Kings.